0: fellowship Sam Hannon here as we head into the Christmas season I've been amazed at the generosity that you've displayed at our church you know for many of us we love to give gifts as an expression of our gratitude during the Christmas season and at fellowship we have an opportunity for you through the gift the gift is an opportunity to express gratitude to the Lord and the elders will take our offerings and distribute those locally and regionally and globally to do good in his name. Last year you gave over $660,000 to the gift and we can't wait to see what the Lord does with it this year. So Mickey, I wanna know, how, how did the gift get started at Fellowship?
1: Yeah, you know, Robert and I recently did a podcast and we were reminiscing about some of that. And it came from a day when we were sitting around the table and we were just talking about what you just mentioned that. Uh, We give gifts to family, we give gifts to friends, but we had no mechanism in place for us to be able to give to God. And we said, what if we gave people the opportunity to give to God during the Christmas season, and then whatever was given, the elders would make a decision on how those funds were spent. And we've been able to do projects here on our fellowship campus, Uh, We've been able to help people, as you said, locally, regionally, and globally. And it's been a blessing. People have given millions of dollars over the years to the gift. And it's really been a blessing to not only our church, but people around the world.
0: And what I love about the gift is it takes that generous spirit from the individual level and it gives us an opportunity to be generous as a church. Well, Fellowship, we'd love to ask you to pray about your participation in the gift this year. And I just want to thank you for being generous and helping us make a difference in Northwest Arkansas and the world.
2: Good morning, fellowship. Let's stand and sing together.
3: Sing it with his angels angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply. you came salvation salvation's reason to celebrate oh the day day that
2: Christmas time, who likes it, I love it, I love it, Um, you know, the birth of Jesus, our Savior, our Messiah, is something to be celebrated every day, of course, but this time of year we get to hone in on it, we get to focus in on it, and um, today it's about peace, the perfect and permanent peace with God. That baby Jesus, that man Jesus, and the shedding of his blood bought us. Can we celebrate that just say thank you? We can stand here today being in all sorts of places in life, uh, being on a mountain or in a valley, and we can always believe and rest in the fact that Jesus has bought us perfect peace with God.
4: Beautiful name.
3: Upon that day the greatest love The punishment that should have fallen on us Was upon him, it was upon him Upon his head a crown of thorns Upon his heart a broken word all the weight of sin, all the weight of our transgressions is upon him, upon him. Christ has died. We are forgiven in christ resurrection. We are the resurrection. We are the risen, and we shall come again. Praise the King. Praise.
5: husband and I were married for 56 years. This year has been different for me. It's a different season because I lost my husband a year ago about this time. If you've had a really good marriage, it's hard to lose them. It's hard to get on that peaceful path. Uh, now I'm just trying to see where I go myself, you know, by myself. How do I do this learning to live with this new normal? I have family and friends who are very supportive. My church family is wonderful. I joined a widows group. I came in with my heels down. I didn't wanna be a part of that group. Nobody does. But I have found wonderful ladies that I didn't know before and they are so supportive and we all have, are in the same boat. I have found uh, peace through this new season, this new normal of my life through worship, whether it be at church or at home. The worship really leads me uh, to the feet of of Jesus. I feel uh, drawn to uh, be with people who, um, and it makes it easy when there are people who are in the same situation as me, and that's where the widows group has come in. Scripture is huge to me. My life's verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I think that I am you know, trusting in the Lord as best I can to to guide me and direct me at this point. Another one that's really important to me is James 4, 8. And when we did a number of years ago, a study on drawing near to God, I think that's huge. Draw near to God and He'll draw near to you. And I I think that's crucial right now for me. Uh, Gives me joy, gives me peace to do that. Son-in-law Tom just lit the peace candle. Um, this is my daughter Karen, and I've also got my grandson Dane and his wife Claire up here with me. They're so supportive, and I appreciate it so much. I want to read a scripture for you, which is uh, for this morning with the peace candle. It's from Luke 2:14. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let's pray. Lord God, grant your peace to us, for you have supplied us with all things, the peace of rest, the peace of the Sabbath, which has no ending, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
4: You've come to bring peace, to be loved, to be near.
6: ever found yourself in that place of wondering, in the midst of your sorrow or your pain, your struggle, maybe with a relationship struggle or a storm, maybe you're right in the middle of that right now, and you've wondered, how am I going to muster up enough courage and strength, faith to carry out what is placed in front of me? Maybe you've fallen into this place that I have from time to time in my life and wondering, am I alone in this place? Has God forgotten about me? That can feel like a, an overwhelming, desperate place, can it? But when we know that God is with us, it's a game changer. It changes everything because it reminds us that we're not alone, that God makes good on his promises That he is with us even in the midst of our storms, in the midst of our pain. He will carry us through, and that's good news. Hey, fellowship, I'm Rodney Holmstrom. I'm the Celebrate Recovery Congregational Leader, and I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. There's a text that we're going to be jumping into this morning, the angelic announcement in Luke chapter one. If you want to turn there, we'll have it on the screen as well. But I think it really resonates with this message, and I want to, to have you just kind of think about this and let it sit in your heart and mind this morning that, that God's presence gives confidence for the next step, no matter what it is that we're facing and I think we see that play out in the story, the angelic announcement to Mary and Joseph, one of the greatest miracles in scripture, I believe. I think if we can embrace and allow this miracle to sit in our hearts, would we ever doubt any future miracles of Jesus? This is a powerful message, and I know that it's this one of those stories that we may have read hundreds of times, but can I challenge you this morning as I had to challenge myself? Yeah, I've heard this before, I know how this story goes. Could we look at this not as informational or instructional, but maybe inspirational? Lord, this morning, would you just challenge me in my heart and my mind to see where you're inviting me into this greater story? Where does my life play into what you're sharing with me through your word this morning? Because it is a miraculous story. May it move us to maybe lead us to change this morning as we leave here. But in Luke chapter one, this message of, of God's presence gives confidence for the next step. I wanna jump in where this great encounter sent from God, from an angel talking to Mary. You follow me in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. What an incredible story. I mean, it's a miracle, isn't it? The Christmas story that, that heaven would collide with earth, that, that God knew that we could never go to him, that he would come to us. And that, that is a, an amazing miracle that it's hard to wrap our minds around. But in this story, Mary is being brought into a greater story here. What an incredible story to be brought into. But, but what is an angel? An angel is a messenger from God, sent, sent from heaven to, to relay a message to all of those who dwell on earth. That includes us right and, and And it's interesting that anytime we see angels show up and, and reveal a message, it's a pretty important thing. In fact, there's two things that, that an angel from God is conveying that God is real and he still has a plan. And I, I got to thinking about that some of the other stories in scriptures where we see angels show up. Uh, There was one, it's not a very fun story, in Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot and his family, you remember that, the message was pretty clear, get out, it's not going to end well, but we also see it later in the nativity scene, we'll see it in the resurrection after Jesus died and was buried, the resurrection, the angels showed up there, the ascension, even six months prior to the story that we're talking about this morning, we see with, with Zechariah and Elizabeth, you've heard the story, they're made aware that even in their old years that they would, that she would become pregnant to John the Baptist, right? And now we're here, a pretty important message to Mary and here's the thing that is so important for us to hold on to in this space, that this was such a barrier for Mary, and we'll hear about Joseph in a moment, that the angel showed up to keep them on track, to keep them on track with God's plan. He's real, and he's got a plan. Stay stay on track, even if it's hard. See, God knew that we couldn't go to him. But I love that he didn't send some top executive with, a, with an extensive resume, no, he came as himself, and this is the thing that should just move us in our heart, in our own, our own story as believers in Jesus Christ. This is when our rescue story begun. This is when our recovery story, our, our rescue story, our salvation story begins in our life, and this should move us in our hearts because if this doesn't happen, this doesn't happen for us. But he didn't send an executive, he sent himself. And when barriers are the biggest, God shows up in big, big ways. And that's what he's doing here, to remind us that we have hope. I have hope, you have hope. The world, this broken world, has hope. And that's important. Don't lose reverence for that miraculous Christmas story. But what a request for a young teenager. I don't know if you remember when you were a teenager, I could barely tie my shoes and keep my room clean. Here's Mary, a young teen, barely a teenager. And for as long as they could remember, they were hearing of this of the, what the prophets were saying, that, that there would be a coming of a great king who would claim the throne. This wasn't what they thought it would be. In fact, 700 years prior to this actual event, Isaiah is first prophesying to this. And then there was 400 years of silence. I don't know about you, but I kind of get this sense that I wonder if, if they were thinking, and Mary in this moment is thinking prior to this, has God forgotten about us? Are we alone? We believe in you, but have you forgotten about us? Can you imagine the weight as this promise is being fulfilled In this very moment. What a weight for Mary to carry. But this is a promise of a longing for the nation of Israel is becoming a fulfillment. And Mary's a part of it. She's being brought into the story. God's presence is growing a confidence inside of Mary through this miraculous message and a fulfilled promise. A fulfilled promise is coming, but but what a troubling dilemma for, for Mary and Joseph in this place. I mean, let's let's talk about that when we when we get engaged. I remember when I was first engaged, I was I was dreaming and kind of in La La Land planning what is life gonna be like with my wife. And you can just imagine how they're 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 dreaming and thinking about what life will be like in their marriage. Joseph is probably preparing for the house right? Customary to build a room onto the parent's house. And and they have this engagement period, okay? The betrothal period where it's the engagement where we're engaged. And then we have this period of waiting and preparation until the home taking where the bridegroom will go and claim his bride and take her home. And Mary, barely a teenager, She's preparing for this, dreaming about what life can be like. She's, she's grown up in the in north of Jerusalem and, and trying to put together a hard living in the Galilean land through land and animals. And, and then don't miss the weight of what this means. If she is pregnant, she knows that she didn't have relations with anybody. And she knows that, that if this gets out, the penalty of this is death by stoning. What an incredible weight for a young teenager to be carrying in this place. But don't miss that that this young lady, it's not her status, it's not her ability, it is her humility that this angel from God is coming to invite her in to a greater story. What a miraculous thing to be brought into. But I love Mary's curious posture. She doesn't just say, "Okay," let's go, I'm, I'm all in, she asked some curious questions. Now, if you look at verse 26, there's two words I wanna hone in on. It says that she was troubled and she wondered. That makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know about you, but if I'm, if I'm a young teenager, yet a young, let alone an adult, and I'm being shared this news, I'm probably a little bit troubled. <laughs> this is a scary thing to happen. In fact, if we think about that, it doesn't say that she said, I'm really scared right now. The angel's picking up on that covert communication. Something in her is saying she's scared. If you look at that word, it literally means to, to be uh, greatly agitated or alarmed. Rightly so, I would be too. It's the only time in scripture that we see that definition of that word trouble. Greatly troubled. And I love how the angel responds to her in her, her agitation, her alarmness, her troubledness. The angel says, don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. You'll conceive and give birth to a son. You're gonna call him Jesus. His, his name is Emmanuel. This is a big deal. Don't be afraid. God's presence is with you. And you can just feel the, the confidence in Mary. Just, okay, God's with me. And there's a confidence growing to take the next step. But I love how she wondered. She didn't just salute and go. Now, here's a big difference between Zechariah months prior and Mary Zechariah was asking questions in doubt to maintain control. Mary is asking curious questions so that she can understand better to make it be her faith to walk forward, to be a part of God's greater plan. I love that. It's encouragement for me and my faith to ask questions. God's big enough for those questions. I want it to be my faith, Lord. She's asking these questions. You could say that that wondered is like taking an audit. Help me understand. And she asked a pretty uh, important question that I think makes a lot of sense. I probably would ask it too. She says, how is this possible in verse 34? (laughs) I'm a virgin. She knows how this works, and this ain't it. She's curious, trying to understand, and every time she asks and every time she's troubled, the angel comforts and provides clarity through God's presence, a message, and a fulfilled promise angel answers in verse 35, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I love that. See, the angel's using a very familiar imagery uh, metaphor here of of what the, the Jews of that time would be familiar with. If you recall, after Moses led the Hebrew people out of Egypt, under the Lord's direction, he formed a tabernacle and, and God overshadowed that tent. It's the same use of words there, the overshadow. And the angel is using this imagery to explain that, that God's spiritual presence, his, his miraculous presence will allow her to conceive a male son. And not just any son, the son of the almighty God. And you can just feel that, fulfilled promise. I've been hearing about this. This is it. And there's reassurance and there's confidence growing in Mary to take the next step. But I wonder if she was, as she's taking all this in, if she's thinking, how's God going to use this? And even more, when he uses this, this is going to be big. This is going to be so awesome to see what God does through this. You can see that God's given courage, he's given strength, he's giving confidence to take that next step. Don't give up, don't give in. What a great encouragement for me as I face the things in my life. Don't give up, don't give in. If God's in it with you, you can do this. On a separate occasion though, after after Mary's having this interaction with the angel, Joseph is now having an interaction with, with an angel. Joseph has caught wind of this, and and he knows how things work. He knows that this will be seen as adultery, and and this is going to be bad. How do I protect her? How do I honor her? What will people say? What will be the whispers? And he tries to protect her, and he's trying to kind of quietly just divorce her and, and leave her alone. It makes sense, it speaks a lot to his character, but it also reminds me of how, in our our mess, how we can have a tendency to try to take things on under our own power. It reminds me that power doesn't come from me, it comes to me, and God can work through me, but Rodney, it does not come from you. There has to be the right source. And so Joseph is contemplating how to fix this on his own power, and the angel shows up. Again, a great enough dilemma here that God would send an angel to help bring clarity and confidence for Joseph's next step. If we jump over to Matthew chapter 1, we see the interaction after he's considered this in verse 20 of Matthew 1. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid, to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, the exact same thing that Mary heard because he will save his people from their sins. What an incredible thing to say, wow, this is a big mission. This is awesome. But you can almost feel the relief in Joseph to hear this. Okay, it's a fulfilled promise. I'm hearing your message, Lord. But what will the community say? Who are going to be the gossipers? Who are going to be the people talking about me on the sidelines? But how do they respond to this? How do Mary and Joseph respond to this news, this miraculous message, this fulfilled promise? We see it. Mary responds in Luke 1, verse 38. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. In other words, Mary is saying in this space, I will willingly commit myself to this unconditional service of my Lord. It's it's almost as I'm listening to this and hearing God's word through this. It doesn't mean that she fully understands it. But she trusts God enough that she's going to go forward with this. I willingly commit to this plan. I'm all in, Lord. And how does Joseph respond? We see in Matthew 1, verse 24, 25, his response. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus Joseph and Mary did not name Jesus, God named him. They were just being obedient to carry that through. So we see the miraculous message, we see the fulfilled promise, you can see the confidence growing and therefore they're taking the next step under God's direction. But I wanna go back because I think this is a key component that I think really will resonate with my heart, maybe your heart this morning. And I think it's the assured peace. If they don't have the assurance of God's peace, then they probably don't take this step. And I wanna go back and I wanna hone in on a couple things that the angel says to them. In verse 28, the angel, this is before he shares the big news. He says, a greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And what does he say to Joseph in Matthew? He says, You will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, here's what jumped off the pages to me. In both cases, the angel sensed that there was some fear and some angst, some troubleness. He says, don't be afraid. God's here with you. God's going to help you through this. The second part is such a huge thing for you and I is the Lord is with us. The very speaking of his name. And this is so important to take this in that when we say, and Mickey talked about it last week, when we say he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us, that's not just a name, it's a statement, it's a declaration. (laughs) That means when we, when we look at the, the things that we're facing in our life right now, the, the, the sorrow and the grief and the loss and the, the angst and the relationship struggles, we can say his name as a sentence. God is with us in our sorrow. Well, what about my loss? God is with us in my loss. What about my relationship issues? God is with us in my relationship issues. It's not just a name it's a declaration, it's a statement, it's a reality, a reality of a Messiah. That becomes an incredible, miraculous gift that should move us to change, that should inspire us to awe and wonder, that that heaven would collide with earth to give us this incredible news that whatever you're facing, God is with you in blank. It's so good to hold that in our heart. See, Jesus, through the angels, became the comforter and the helper for Mary and Joseph in a very difficult situation. And he'll do the same thing for us. His very life, starting in this womb, became our declaration. It's the start of our rescue story. It's the start of our recovery story from a broken past. Here's the fascinating thing that jumped out at me when I'm thinking about this story is, is that they heard God's message. They heard God's promises, but that doesn't mean the pain went away. In fact, it gets a lot worse from here. She carried Jesus for nine months after learning this. They know, and a few other people know, but everyone around them is like, man. You could already hear the whispers and the gossip and all the the ridicule. The pain didn't stop with this news, with this message of fulfilled promise, assured peace. It was actually just beginning. But knowing that God is with us gives us the confidence to be able to move forward in that space. The pain didn't change when they believed but knowing God was with them made it possible to walk through the pain. And that's a game changer for us. I love what Timothy Keller, he kind of describes this. By the way, it's so, it's so interesting to think about this, that, that God appeared to Abraham in a, in a smoking furnace. He appears to Israel in a, in a pillar of fire. He appears to Job in a hurricane or a tornado. In fact, Moses said, I want to see the face of God. And and he's told that if you do, you will surely die. And I love Timothy Keller's stance on this, looking at this God with us message. If Moses could come back, it's fascinating to think about this. But listen how he says it. He says, can you imagine then if Moses were present today and he were here to hear the message of Christmas Namely, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son. Moses would cry out, do you realize what this means? This is the very thing that I was denied. This means that through Jesus Christ, you can meet God. You can know him personally and without terror. He can come into your life Do you realize what's going on? Where is your joy? Where is your amazement? This should be the driving force of our life. The immaculate conception begins our rescue story that we would have access. This is the beginning of God being with us in whatever we're facing in this broken world. Yeah, that should drive us to awe and wonder. It should draw us to be moved, inspired, to accept the invitation to walk with him in this life, to have peace that surpasses all understanding in the midst of our chaos. Isaiah referred to him as a wonderful counselor. He becomes our wonderful counselor console us, to comfort us, to guide us, to direct us. God's presence gives confidence for the next steps. And I was chewing on this thought, and this is kind of where I came to this point. Sometimes we can kind of, yeah, God with us. What's the big deal? But realizing that God is with us doesn't mean a whole lot until we realize the value of the one who is with us. If I lose the value of the one that is with me then yes it's ho-hum but when I understand the value of who he is the one that chose to be with me it's a game changer then I get mesmerized I'm drawn to emotion because I don't deserve to be with him because of my sinfulness and yet he invaded earth because he knew I couldn't go to him so where are you this morning as you listen to the story and you're holding all these things and you're feeling alone and God, I don't know if I can do this. I'm trying to muster up the courage and the faith through my sorrow and my storms and my pain and my struggles and my relationships. God, with me in this too. It reminds me of Philippians 1.6 that he who began a good work be faithful to complete it. Because he loves you. He loves me. He's our hope. He is our rescue story. May we be moved to awe and wonder as we embrace this miraculous story. The immaculate conception. The beginning, God's presence to be with us in our life. Let that sit in your hearts this morning.
3: High King of Heaven, you stepped from your throne, took on our flesh and made this world your home. rich crimson fruit
7: fellowship as long as I can remember. During Christmas time, we've celebrated Advent, haven't we? And it's because it reminds us of Christ's birth and that he's coming again someday. And that should give us incredible peace. And then as Rodney told us, that peace should give us confidence to proceed in life. Hey, just a couple of things going on this Month at Fellowship. First of all, if you are new, we'd love the opportunity to connect with you. You can stop by the booth in the center of the foyer. We'll answer any questions you have. I'll be right down in front of the stage. If you want to just visit with me, I'd love to visit with you and get you connected here at Fellowship. Also, all things Christmas. You can go online at fellowshipnwa.org forward slash Christmas. Sign up for an Advent Devo. You can give us an RSVP to tell us what service you'll be at Christmas Eve. We've got three services for families. Call that the fun time. We got the traditional services, seven and eight. Um, figure out when you're coming. Also, this year on Christmas Day is on a Sunday. We'll have our regularly scheduled services. And so we'd love to have you join us for those as well. And then, if you picked up um, one of the needs notes for a family's in transition, Those gifts are due back either tonight between 4 and 7 at the Student Center East or Wednesday night. Bring those back and then we'll get those to the families that we've uh, taken care of this year. And then lastly, Legacy, next week across the hall at 1030, you are having your Christmas, what what should we call it, bonanza. (laughs) You won't want to miss it, but you need to let us know you're coming. You can go online and sign up for that. We would love to have you join us. God bless you, fellowship. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.